0: Imagine what it would be like if we were really curious about each other.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Relational Spirituality, the weekly podcast of LargerStory.com, the podcast that sees all relationships as spiritual and all spiritual formation as relational. Now here's your host for this week, Kep Crab.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Larger Stories Podcast. On relational spirituality, what does it mean to relate with someone in only a way that the Holy Spirit makes possible? To belong, to become, and to be really known. I've got a special guest today who's one of my best friends, and we've got a story together that's been really fun since 1998. And looking at how the Lord has grabbed hold of this guy's life is something why I wanted to bring him on, just to share his story with you all as I've seen such a tremendous transformation in my brother, James. Let me introduce my boy, James Shelley. James, thanks for joining me today, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's good to be on and finally getting a chance to do this with you. This is fun, man.
0: And this, by the way, will be the beginning of many. You and I are going to be doing this a bunch. I love to chat with you. We've talked about doing this kind of thing many times before in the last 25 years. But I think what I want to talk about more than anything is just talk about the story of you to introduce people to you. And uh, let me just real quickly run through how we met. When I moved to Colorado in late 97, we met in late 97, early 98, through a mutual friend who you were playing music with at the time. And, and I'm also a musician, as some people know. And you and I hit it off, and we started playing music. And we had a band, and the band that I joined is a band that you led since 93. And then you and I joined together, and it became the Kep and James Show. And we hurt some feelings for some people, but, but we took that off. And it's just been amazing to see what God's done in your life since that time. Let me just give you all some real quick background as well on James. Um, and James, correct me. When was it that you took Sam and Grace in? How long ago was that?
1: We actually got them in 2018 when they were eight and 10. So we've had yeah. them. It's going on five years. In fact, just a couple of days ago, it was our five-year anniversary. It was January 26th when we took them in 2018. 2018, James took
0: in his niece and nephew, his brother's children, and James and his wife, Brandy, are now the uh, people in complete charge and custody of those kids and loving them like their own in some really impressive ways. But that's just the beginning of James's story. As we talk today, James, you were saying the last really three years or so, um, a real shift in, in some of the things. And you said that started maybe with, a, with the men's retreat that you
1: were on at one point? It really did. I spent a lot of time going to church with the wife and I was on the worship team. And when I started going to the men's retreat, it started sinking into me that I needed a community of men around me. I could literally just be with my wife, Brandy, and her and I could be together (laughs) and I don't need anybody else. But that's really not the way that I started seeing things after attending these men's retreat, how iron sharpens iron. I came around with this two two sessions ago when I we went to retreat that that I needed a different community. And it just really sparked something in the small group sessions that we had at those retreats, the deep discussions, the becoming vulnerable with those guys, yeah, which I hadn't before. I was up there on the platform playing guitar. Every Sunday, people knew who I was. I just didn't have connection with any of the men in my church. So that started happening after that. Retreat two years ago, and it just it's just led to accountability with a couple other guys that we've done devotionals, daily devotionals together, and that's where it started the change in me and how God has used that to to increase the size of that little group to three or four guys that I have extra devotional times with and connection with, and it's just a, it's an amazing thing to see that how God has used that situation to strengthen my faith, my my bible habits, my meditations, of just how, you know, it, it truly is, basically a, a situation where you turn over lordship daily. And when you do that, then you step out of his way and let him take control and the days just seem to go a whole lot better when I start Off like that, it's it's,
0: it's beautiful, bro. I it's so amazing because I've had a chance to see from a front row seat what God's done in your life, and through that, then what's He also done in your wife's life, and through that, what's He doing in your kids' life, and through that, what's He doing in your church community. And but you said something as you were unpacking it there that it grabbed onto the whole notion of iron sharpening iron, and the whole thought of the fact that this was all based in community. Why, why is it so important to be in community and especially you as a man with other men? And dad used to say, and you may have heard this. And just in case you guys are wondering, this guy right here is one of the very few people who ever got to jam with Larry Crabb several times when we could show videos yes. of that at some other point, but we won't do that. But what's it like to be in community with guys? And dad used to say that your wife wasn't meant for your weight. But your shoulders were meant for hers. So who was meant for your weight? Well, that's brothers. Yeah. And that's where I think that you and I have really become brothers and so close in the last two decades, plus, and just where I feel like I've got someone in you who
1: who you can trust, who you can rely on. It's true. It's we're going through a series now where it's we're better together as opposed to this world right now that wants to isolate us, the social medias and the, the things like that, that really want to close us off by ourselves and the importance of getting together with believers and this relational spirituality, you, this concept that you're building on here is where the direction I think the church needs to go in, in this season to include everybody, just like Jesus did. He never, uh, outcasted anybody. He he was around everybody. The people that he outcasted, I guess, were the religious people. So the community mm-hmm. is where it's at, where we get together and it says two or more are gathered, he is there. And so it's just that community is just becoming more and more important. And that's what I gathered the last couple of years is I just getting with those guys. And when it when the guys step up and, and start leading their families Our pastor always says, you won't believe what happens to the church body itself with the men get together and lead their spiritual families. It's just, it's an awesome thing to be a part of. And that's what God is doing right now in in our church and in my life He's, he's getting us guys together and doing mighty works. I've seen that with you in respect to how you've
0: taken control of your family spiritually or the bull by the horns, as they say. And that to me is so important and uh, and what that means and what that looks like. And it's been so encouraging how Brandy, your wife has just stepped in with you and said, I, I said this to you today that I said, she's the kind of gal who I've seen her just stay by your side, whether you're playing a Harley Davidson biker party or a or you're playing a men's church retreat yeah. and she's right there with you. And uh, and that's just been a testament, man. Your life has been so encouraging to so many. And I think that the whole notion of how to be in community What does that look like? You guys are in some small groups now, and you're heavily involved in your church now. Let me tell one more story about you before we go on. When you and I first met, I asked you, do you ever go to church? (laughs) And I remember you saying, pretty much, you said, sometimes I drop the kids off.
1: Yeah. What a change. What a change from where you were to where you are now. The sad part about that, I lived three houses down from the church that I grew up in. And we just said, Hey kids, all right, it's time It's Sunday morning. Go ahead and go down here to Sunday school. We didn't even take them to drop them off. We just said, Hey, you can walk a hundred yards to the church. And that was that period in, in young life. When you and I hooked up, I was young, mid twenties leading, just leading my life. I basically turned my back and said, God, I've got this. I I can handle this. Had it, had the job running the family, doing the thing. And I look back, it was because I had lost my childhood pastor. I, mean, I didn't lose him. He retired. And so there was a new pastor at the church. I didn't feel connected to that one. So I was in the midst of just trying to find my own way and lost and in sin, and all that stuff. And that was that period where I just sent the kids to school to Sunday school instead of going myself. It wasn't until Pastor Tuxhorn passed away and I went to his funeral that I felt the calling that when his wife, Dolores looked at me and says, you need to get your buns back to church, honey. And I I felt Mm -hmm. that call. Like it was a ton of bricks landed on my shoulders. Yeah, I need to. and That's where it started, where the journey started. I still checked a lot of boxes along the way, but Brandy and I, that's what we consider that separates us or not separates us, but that makes us different than say, if if we're in a group of 10 couples that our faith is stronger as we work towards God, we grow closer together. and That's what sets us apart from some couples is our faith over the years. And you've seen it grow. You were there. uh, We weren't married all that long before I met you. So you and Kimmy, and so you've seen our, you've been there.
0: (laughs) I've journeyed with you, bro. And I love that. I love the fact that I've had the chance to journey with you and see that Really the transformation in what you've become as a man of God and to see the ripple effects of that and where your wife is blessed, your niece and nephew who really are now your son and daughter, they're being blessed by just your commitment to the Lord and how that's changed. It's such a great thing for me to see, which is why I've wanted to share you with everybody who gets, because you you get to see a little bit of an intimate side of me, everybody watching this, because... This is my boy and we've played music together for 25 years and and he's seen some of my story as well. But as we talk about it, one of the things you mentioned was this men's group and where you are now, what continues to sustain you? Because you seem to be getting ahead of steam in a good way where you really are moving in some really powerful directions.
1: About six, six months ago, maybe four or six months ago, I felt the desire to share my testimony from the platform. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I'm currently in a situation where I led the worship team during COVID when we didn't have a pastor. Our previous worship pastor left in nineteen in June of nineteen, and then I said, "I'll lead the, I'll be the leader of the group and not the pastor, just leading the group because we had a pretty solid group." And during that time, I, I led. And then when we got our new pastor Tim, he had you know, along the, about the first six months, he's building this thing where he wanted people to share. The testimony, and now it's starting. We're starting this movement in our church where that this year in 2023, the challenge for the church and all of us is to share 90 seconds of our testimony and not necessarily the whole picture of that day that I shared my testimony from the platform. It was a lengthy one because I'd been up there and I knew people knew who I was. I've been in the community a long time, your but whole life. <laughs> They didn't know, I, I would say that ninety-five percent of them didn't know the James Shelley conversion story. And yeah, you know, even though it happened a long time ago. So for this here, the it's the movement is the sharing of the testimony and what God is currently doing. So we're all working on that. And that, that has sparked the men in our group. The elder board has identified 20 men in the church who have Shown some leadership, some extra leadership, and of course, Tim, my worship pastors, he interjected me into that group. And I've always been a leader there at Mountain View, although I'm not the official title of elder, just because I've been there a long and my age, I've been there a long time since 2009, and they started in 2005. So it was just it's a simple transition where we're trying to lead from the front and that community of us men getting together. And being spiritual and creating relationships with each other, becoming more vulnerable with each other, leads to clearer spirituality as we meet together and we ask invite the Holy Spirit in. It's just a, man, it's a fantastic position to be in when you're doing the things that are like this podcast is trying to get across relational spirituality being in together so that other people could see so that the greatness of God can show through.
0: That's, uh, it.
1: That,
0: that's incredible, James. Yeah. I wonder really, what would Brandy say if someone were to ask her, how has James changed the most or in what ways has James changed the most in the last three, four, two, two, three, four years? What do you think she would say?
1: I would say the, the, actual, the physical side of seeing me in the Word and studying and yes. circling and underlining, not just reading the pages, but reading it and rereading it. Last October, ashamedly, I finally made it through the entire Bible. I had read everything else except the prophets, the major and the minor prophets, and I finally was able to work through that. So I would say over the last two, three years, she has seen a hunger and a desire to be in God's word for me. We're in a small group as well. The worship team, she's in women's Bible study. Sometimes it can become cumbersome having to go to the church three and four nights a week, but (laughs) we are just, it's becoming more and more because the passion that gets ignited. I, I would say I would hope she would say, "My anger is not quite roller coaster as it used to be." That hopefully she could say that that she sees me asking the question: "Is that what Jesus would do, or is that how he would react? Is that what he would say?" Because those those things are real. They're more real each and every passing day now. Is When I get just confronted with something, I almost immediately think the whole, what would Jesus do thing? So that love, that passion, and that evenness, that calm, and the the grace that God gives me, hopefully she says, that's what she sees in me. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I love that, bro. I think that's so cool. It's funny because you mentioned just in this conversation, so far, you've mentioned that some of the big changing points have been community with some brothers, The second thing you've said is spending intentional time in the word, which then leads to this outpouring of your wife is seeing this happen. You then, it just helps in so many ways. I remember asking my dad questions one time. I said, Dad, how do you know the Holy Spirit's guiding or directing you? I said, I've seen people come up to you, Dad, before. I've got a word for you, Larry. Here's a word from the Spirit for you. And I would say, what does that do for you? And he says, oh, sometimes something, but who knows? But I said, how do you know that someone's really, you knew dad. And I said, how do you do that? He said, there's three things. And you just named them all in respect to if you hear that voice in community, if you hear that voice in the scriptures, and if you hear that voice in your prayer life, you can be pretty confident that's the spirit saying, move. And I think that's what you've been in tune with in respect to how you've lived your life with these other men and with people like that, that now is it, it makes your wife the recipient of a better man, a better husband. My dad used to say to my mom, I, My goal is not to be a good husband. And I used to wonder, What are you talking about, dad? Sure, it is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. you want to... And he said, No, that, that, that's not to me. It's not important to me. But he said, My goal is not to be a good husband. My goal is to pursue the Lord. And if I do that with everything I am, well, then your mom, she's going to be getting a pretty good deal.
1: <laughs> she's Yeah, the best yeah for sure. For sure, that. dad. It's a good thing to, to follow that blueprint. Your dad, I just, I look at him and what he accomplished. He's like the spiritual earthly father that I never had. My dad being an alcoholic and he was saved. He wasn't practicing. He had accepted Christ. I don't never, I never thought that he thought that he could do enough to get to heaven. Even though I think down deep, he knew accepting Christ's gift was what you know of salvation was he'll be there on the other side but your dad is a person that that every time you were in in presence with larry it wasn't just on the surface stuff it was thoughtful thought-provoking and you could just tell by larry's timber in his voice he was engaging with you one of my goals is to complete the catalog i've got a ways to go but soul talk i'm sure we'll talk about that in the upcoming sessions i just completed that book and that that book was a powerful book because i i actually heard his voice the whole time i was reading i could hear his voice inside my head i know there's going to be seasons david had his seasons of resting by the brook and then running into the caves and hiding and things like that i'm sure those seasons are still there but it's going to be a lot easier navigating when you're more inside the lord's will i think the biggest way
0: that we can think about now as we're chatting is to stay inside the lord's will like you just said is really about being in community with people who sharpen you who strengthen you who encourage you be in the word daily and i love that your hunger for the word grows when that happens and I can see that in you and then be in constant prayer and just petitioning the Lord and talking to God. I think those are the three things that if we can live in those, we can be different people in how the ripple effect of our life. And again, we use dad as the example and we got, you and I got a chance to see that firsthand. We got to yeah, see
1: from the beginning too. Yeah, I remember the early days when Shortly after we we got together and started playing in the band, your dad was working on new way. He started speaking about the new way to live, and I just since you started larger story, it really it's that thirty thousand foot view that says, "Hey, we really are we're a small part of a really large story, <laughs> and the story that needs to be told from." Every day for the rest of our life is the larger story. Our Lord the Savior, His stories, are whatever we can do to promote those stories and tell people what He's done for us. Why wouldn't we spend that the time and the and effort to those around us, like He says, love one another. And it's an amazing thing. I just, I'm just, yeah. I'm peaceful. I'm, I just, I'm not complacent at all because you get distracted the evil one will come in at any moment he's always there to try to get you off the course but it's great to be able to stand on the solid rock and start the day with the solid rock you You decided to be a part of this movement in eastern colorado and the vision that we have at our church and then your vision and others the team that you work with larger story it's we're coming into a good season i really am so grateful That you're part of all that bro and i love hearing what you're talking
0: about when you say talking about god's larger story you are such a big part of god's larger story in the fear of influence that you have with your wife your family your friends your church your community with me and i think that's really what it's all about the dramatic change that i've had a chance to see with you is something that i wanted to introduce to these people to the people of larger story because this is a guy you're going to get a chance to see a lot more of. I'm going to be chatting with him a bunch. And maybe sometimes we we'll even break out the guitars and sing a song or two. We'll see how we do with some of that. But this is just going to be fun. And what does it mean to display, to put on display this relational concept of only a relationship, only a conversation that we can have because Jesus and you have Jesus's spirit in you, because I know Jesus, because I have the spirit in me, his spirit as well. And that's to me just gives me goosebumps, man. It really yeah. does make brothers,
1: yeah, and for people that are in my small circle of influence in my church, they can see that it's real, it's not contrived, it's not put on. I've always tried to just be as real as it can be in the crazy and the humor and the this and that, and the other thing it's just it's the realness the Relationship, so Real relationship. it's a it's a good it's a good practice to just continue to connect with people and share your story. The testimony is the thing. Is, is, is people are going to get to know, and people are going to ask the question: What makes that guy tick? What is it about him? The people that don't know you, then that, that they're going to know shortly that it's the it's Christ, it's the Almighty God that is working through through us, through me, through that guy, that's that it's real. They can see that something is going on and it's real. And that's the exciting part. Your story has been an
0: incredible example of that to me, which is why I wanted to have you on today. So, you know, I just want to say, I love you, bro. It's so good to have you on today and get this first one under our belt. I think this is going to be kind of fun because these are the kind of conversations that you and I have all the time. Yep. And, and just to continue to have these kind of conversations where iron is sharpening iron and you can talk to me about struggles. I've talked to you about struggles. You've talked to me. We felt like we've had each other's back at so many times. And that's a great feeling. And I would always encourage people out there to find, dad used to say, finds one person that you can be totally honest with in the sense of tell everything. You said, is that going to be your spouse? Should you tell your spouse some things from whatever? And that's not to keep yeah. things from your spouse you need to use the Lord's, the spirit's judgment in that for sure. Yes. But she's not to bear your weight. And you, you've really displayed what it means to, to step into the leadership of your family spiritually and take that bull by the horns. And man, just like I would have expected. And like I did expect, you've got a crew of people following you now, and it's just fun to be a part
1: of that too, my man. Yeah. All glory to God. Him working through me and him working through all of us. Amen. If it's not for that, then it's for nothing. I'm just glad we finally got to this because from where we started, it was a a very small part and it has blossomed. God has blossomed it over the years.
0: I think he brought us together.
1: We just together, even though we're not speaking for hours daily like we used to because we were just each other's girlfriends we just it's that relationship that we have that that nobody can really touch and hopefully hopefully we can find people to foster that relationship with so that they can know the christ we know so that they can do the same thing and duplicate
0: i love it man i'm loving it i'm I'm, i am too bro i'm so proud of you so happy to be one of your close brothers and uh, yeah I just thank you all for joining us today. I want to remind you that next Tuesday, every Tuesday of of every week, we're going to be dropping a new podcast. You'll get a chance to see myself with some friends and some guests. You'll get a chance to see Carlene Roseanne with some friends and some guests. And we're all going to be talking about relational spirituality. One of the books that we're looking at right now is one of dad's books, actually one of my favorite books. We've done a webinar on it. It's titled The Pressure's Off. And I think as you get a little older, and I'm starting to realize this a little bit, James, is the pressure really is off. We come here and we have this conversation. We prayed before we talked. And we wanted it to go so well. But it's, Lord, this is in your hands because there's nothing that we can do that's going to change anybody. We don't have that power. But right. through the Spirit, we do. And that's you just,
1: it says that blows me away, man. You do, Lord. Let let me get out of your way. And it's funny you say that because I just picked up my copy. I got it the other Yesterday, so I'm gonna start. I've started with the first page already, so Good. I'm gonna be looking forward to this one. Like, I say I'm working my way through Doctor Crab's library for sure, because it means at my maturity level now, I think it is ex- expounded enough to understand and get on your dad's level. Where when I was 26, he was a little bit up there. <laughs> but he's making you
0: reach for it. Yeah, he wants you to realize there, the there's something more. Bro, I just love you, man. Thanks for joining me today, folks. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. We'll see you next Tuesday, and uh, have a great day.
1: If you like what you heard today, hit the like button just below. Then come back by subscribing to our podcast channel. For more resources on relational spirituality, go to our website at largerstory.com.